Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. We're reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, do not be surprised that a trial by fire is occurring among you, as if something strange were happening to you. But rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let no one among you be made to suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as an intriguer. But whoever is made to suffer as a Christian should not be ashamed, but glorify God because of the name. For it is time for the judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins with us, how will it end for those who fail to obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous one is barely saved, where will the godless and the sinner appear? As a result, those who suffer in accord with God's will hand their souls over to a faithful creator as they do Good. The word of the Lord. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have come to bring not peace, but the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's enemies will be those of his household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. In the spring of 1535, the English bishop, John Fisher, was made a cardinal by Pope Paul III. In church speak, that is called Receiving the red hat, as the cardinal's hat is red. Fisher got the news he was made a cardinal from his prison cell, which he had been in for about a year. King Henry VIII had put him there. And when King Henry heard the Pope was giving Fisher the cardinal's hat, King Henry said, If the Pope wants to give Fisher a hat, that's fine. He'll, however, have to wear it on his shoulders because he won't have a head to put it on. The record shows that John Fisher was the most brilliant and holy priest in England. 
Due to his intellectual prowess, he was ordained at the early age of 22. And Fisher's personal life was most austere. He only slept four hours a night. He used the discipline. That means he flogged himself. And he thought very little of food. His one earthly pleasure was books. His library, which he intended to bequeath to Cambridge, where he was the longtime chancellor, was one of the finest libraries in Europe. Fisher became the confessor to King Henry VII's very pious mother, who was deeply impressed by his learning and sanctity. He later preached at both Henry VII's and Henry VII's mother's funerals. And these sermons are considered classics of the period. When Martin Luther's Protestant revolt took hold, Fisher was selected to write against it. His four volumes were the first books published to refute the new Lutheran doctrines. And Fisher destroyed those doctrines, not by attacking the heretic, but by attacking the heresy. And no less than King Henry VIII, Fisher's longtime friend, boasted that no other king had such a bishop as John Fisher. But alas, King Henry VIII wanted to divorce his longtime wife, the devout Catherine of Aragon. Bishop Fisher became Catherine's most able champion. He argued that the marriage was valid and could be dissolved by no power, earthly or divine. In a famous speech, Fisher reminded people that John the Baptist lost his head defending the sanctity of marriage. King Henry VIII, perfectly cast in the role of a medieval Herod, took note. Bishop Fisher was warned by friends and threatened by enemies. He went to jail twice. At least one attempt was made to poison him, and he was shot at. When the act of succession was made into law, making King Henry's mistress's daughter, Elizabeth, heir to the throne, Fisher's enemies were given the means to secure his downfall. He was immediately arrested and thrown in the tower in London, where he suffered in horrible conditions for over a year before being beheaded on June 22, 1535. John Fisher was the only bishop in all of England who did not sell out his faith. He was the only English bishop who did not cower to tyranny. Fisher never wore the red hat because he did not have a head to put it on. Instead, his head was impaled on London Bridge for two weeks to serve as a warning for others. It was then thrown in the river to make room for St. Thomas More's head. Fisher never got to wear the red hat. Instead, he bled red for Christ and his church. And now he wears a martyr's crown in heaven. 